This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 152. Hey, veterinary friends, welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. It's Dr. Brent Calhoun, and he reminded me that he was on the podcast in April of 2021 with me the last time, and we wanted to do another podcast for you about all the amazing things that he's doing. He's been a friend of mine for years, and I'm really excited to have him here. Welcome, Brent. Thank you, Julie. It, uh, it's fascinating. Uh, um, when I uh, was on the your podcast, the uh, it was really uh, the um, uh, coming out, so to speak, uh, because uh, uh, since the 11 years uh, since the strokes happened, I have um, basically, uh, I'm an introvert by nature, and um, <laughs> combined with my aphasia, um, I would uh, look for excuses not to uh, go out, and uh, and, uh, and we got. Uh, um, our dog, uh, Sparky, and that was perfect because I, I could do that and I could go for long walks and uh, uh, it was him and me. We, yeah. we didn't ask for much. Yeah, introverts and, uh, love dogs, right? <laughs> we did. <laughs> Even and, extroverts um, do. <laughs> and uh, with the aphasia, um, I, did, I wasn't challenged uh, to uh, express myself like yeah. uh, uh, others uh, um, because they look, uh, there's a, a focus. They look at me and I say, I don't got anything to tell you. No, <laughs> because uh, I, um, um, because they, um, sometimes the words just aren't there. Yeah. And, um, well, tell, and the, uh, tell the listeners um, who didn't hear us in April, just like a, a brief um, story about, you know, where you came from and, you know, you don't have to go into a lot of detail if you don't want to, but just kind of give them a a brief introduction about your story. So they know um, what we're talking about when we talk about um, your struggles with your speech. Um, I, uh, I was the, uh, one of the partners and the hospital administrator of a a large uh, specialty and emergency uh, um, veterinary medicine, uh, veterinary practice. Um, and I love that. Uh, I, I was in my, uh, zone. Yeah, and, um, and you were good at it too. You were, uh, you're pretty much a genius. If people don't know you, <laughs> you're one of those people that's like so smart. And I, I admire you for that. Thank you. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, suddenly, uh, um, I had uh, two strokes uh, and two days apart, and uh, they totally flipped me over and uh, um, 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 messed with my life goals. Yeah, uh, and you were a young person at the time, right? I was you 50. had your strokes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, people um, don't expect that. No. <laughs> in fact, uh, the first uh, day when it happened, uh, um, I. Uh, when I got up uh, after the first uh, stroke happened at uh, while I slept, uh, I fell. And I thought, that's really usual. <laughs> I just popped up and I got a shower and I went to work. Uh, I, um, I always used to have migraines. Um, I would have them for about three to five days at a time, uh, about three to four times a year. And I was in a migraine uh, uh, four to five day, um, anyways, I, I was in the migraine. And so I just thought, hmm, it's weird, uh, but I bet it's probably due to the migraines. So uh, I got up and um, I had a meeting and uh, uh, I didn't, um, I normally led the meeting, uh, but I didn't, um, I had my manager handle it uh, because I just uh, still didn't feel well. And I didn't realize it was because the first stroke took <laughs> out my You had a uh, stroke. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yeah. And of course, I'm driving and you know all isn't these. Isn't that isn't that like a, isn't that like a hardworking vet to just keep yeah. working after you had a stroke? <laughs> yes. And uh, and um, uh, 
but I, um, when I went home, I, I, I told the manager, I think I'm going to take off and go and sleep some more. And uh, she was shocked, of course, and so was I, but I knew I had to do that. Um, but it uh, took out the uh, speech center, the first one did, and um, slowly through the day, I started to lose um, uh, my um, uh, words. Uh, and uh, so, in fact, with my my wife, uh, through a series of events, um, not bad, but uh, I was in the library before I came home because I thought I may have to take tomorrow off. So I should uh, pick up some videos and uh, in case I want to watch something. And um, she said, where are you? And I knew there was a problem because I couldn't answer. Her. And she, uh, of course, said, uh, she's in the ad agency she's a producer by uh, trade and so she uh, instantly went into her producers 20 questions she said are you kroger's are you at uh, cbs uh, she, uh, i could still say yes and no and then uh, i said no 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 and then she finally said the library and i said yes and uh, she said well i don't know what's going on with you but come on home and we'll uh, figure it out and so all this time that's going on, it never crossed my mind that uh, I had a stroke. Wow. And um, um, in fact, finally, she convinced me to go to the hospital because she had been on the phone with um, our personal physician, and he was concerned about a stroke. And um, uh, so we, luckily, we had, had a nanny, and she would stay. So... Uh, she drove me to the um, hospital. <laughs> in fact, I still uh, remember, I, I, I didn't find out exactly until uh, eight weeks when I finally got home um, and got my phone and looked at uh, the uh, um, email I had sent my partners, <laughs> my managers, and my assistant. Uh, I thought I made perfect sense, and it didn't. Oh, <laughs> it wow. Looked, it was a... Uh, a mishmash of uh, uh, nonsense. Wow. And uh, I know that um, I also didn't get a, uh, get the voice messages until eight weeks later, but uh, I understood why I caused a little um, uh, concern <laughs> with my partners and uh, the managers. They kept uh, calling me and saying, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And um, so anyways, uh, um then I had the second stroke, and it took out the um, the motor function of my uh, right side of my body. And that one you had when you were in the hospital, right? Correct. If I remember people correctly. Are, okay. Yeah, people yeah. always uh, say, "Were you in the hospital?" I say, "So what?" <laughs> because <laughs> they couldn't do to stop it, and uh, yeah. it still goes on. But um, yeah. um, the motor function. Uh, um, um, a lot of people ask me. Can you feel anything? But uh, there's a different pathway in the brain. And um, so I can feel perfectly normal. And thankfully, I don't have any pain. But uh, I just have a, a shoulder, an arm, and a hand that don't uh, uh, doesn't like to answer any of my commands. <laughs> and uh, um, anyways, um, uh, I, I've gotten a little bit better over the years. Uh, but um, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm still hopeful uh, that uh, someday either I will learn uh, how to make it, uh, make uh, the commands uh, get to the hand and the arm and the shoulder, or uh, they'll have other technology uh, and innovation um, will come through, and uh, that will allow me to use my uh, arm and uh, hand. Yeah, I would imagine that there's something out there that they're working on. Mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways, uh, um, uh, so the first uh, 11 years, um, I basically like to uh, uh, be home, uh, be by myself or with my dog. Uh, I didn't really like to go out and um, interact with uh, Joe, Joe or uh, Jane Q. Doe. I didn't really like to. Uh, the exception was... Uh, uh, we were in a meeting. Uh, 
uh, monthly meeting with uh, veterinary, uh, other veterinarians. You you were there, of course, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, and our and our management group, and that's how we yep. that's how we know each other. And um, you uh, started asking me, "You'd be a natural. Come on, be a guest." And I yeah. said, "No way," <laughs> because I realized it was uh, my tendencies were coming out, and I realized I didn't want to deal with that. Um, and I, you kept back going. Uh, I know I kind of pushed you, didn't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, because I, because I knew you before, and I've known you for years since you've had your stroke, and I know how intelligent you are, and I know how driven you are to help people, and I know how much you're into leadership. Like I know all those things about you, and I just feel like that's a gift that you have that you have to share. You know, and I know you were kind of like, well, I, I struggle with the words. And I said, well, you know, people just have to be a little patient <laughs> for you to get your words out. That's all. <laughs> yes. So um, um, that um, the struggle was uh, uh, was uh, ongoing. Uh, uh, and I uh, basically uh, my self-pity uh, uh, was uh, winning until I finally agreed to have your call. Is that and, true, um, Brent? Like you were really deep in that until I talked to you into coming on yes, the podcast. Yes. See that that's fascinating to me because I would have never known that. And um, um, it was amazing uh, because uh, when I realized, first of all, I had the, uh, the, the really, <laughs> I had a great time. I, it was fun. <laughs> I and, know uh, it is fun, isn't it? I love doing yes. podcasts. It's and, great. Uh, and um, I realized, why am I doing this? And I realized that I needed to lean into my aphasia. Uh, I needed to, um, I really, like you said, I love uh, helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I missed that because over the last uh, almost uh, 12 years, uh, I was just, um, I was having a pity party. Wow. And, um, and you're, um, persistent and your um uh podcast were like an awakening and um um like a um five or four or five weeks later um you you know tony robbins yeah oh yeah um, um yep. i read and, a lot of tony robbins and follow yeah and i have a i went to his um uh, uh unlimited power uh weekend uh Back in the 1990s, yeah, so I'd I, like to do that. Oh, it's a powerful, especially uh, doing the uh, firewalk. It's funny how he does it. He, he, he we start uh, Friday night, and uh, like two hours later, we're walking across the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it won't take you long to learn. It's it all it's all mental, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said the physical entity is really simple. But uh, anyways, um, and uh, uh, he and one of one of his partners, his name uh, is Dean Graziosi, and um, Dean um, has done a lot in personal uh, development uh, for the last five or ten years, and um, uh, he's a partner with Tony, and they have um, um, started uh, three years ago a business to help others like uh, um, that want to help others, but they didn't have the mechanisms to do. Okay. They didn't know th- how do I put a website up? How do I uh, put a, put my product for sale? How do I um, um, put it uh, together and offer it to others? Right. And um, so he did that, but then uh, they would... Uh, periodically they would have a challenge and they would invite people to join them and to work with them. And, uh, um, and anyways, they had a five day challenge. And I heard about it two days before, um, it happened. So I decided, yes, I'm going to do that. And, um, the, over the, the five days, I realized I can do this. Uh, I have to do this. Um, uh, people want me to do this. And um, I started doing that. <clears throat> and um, 
since then, it's just been uh, like a fire is on me or in me. And uh, I just keep going. That's great. That's amazing. So tell me about what you're doing. Well, um, uh, I started about 12 weeks ago. I started blogging every day. And uh, wow. slowly. Over I know how last... hard that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does take a little commitment. Yeah, uh, it does. You're doing it every day. I only do it once a week. Well, um, I um, have found it's really a, a great because I originally had an uh, intention of uh, writing a course uh, about uh, uh, the four um, uh, areas or spheres uh, that um, uh, stroke uh, patients have to uh, deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to deal with their attitude or their mindset. Um, they have to deal with physical um, that gets the most uh, um, um, airtime, so to speak, e- either in the press or uh, um, on the blogs or anything. You can always find uh, about uh, uh, how do I uh, move my fingers, how do I uh, move my a- ankle, or whatever. Um, and uh, so uh, that's the second. Uh, I, I have a, uh, um, an area of the emotional, like. Um, um, last, uh, yesterday I did, uh, uh, the blog on, um, uh, emotionalism, they call it, uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, emotional lability. Uh, basically I, I have difficulty, uh, with, uh, some emotions and, um, and they go into, um, um, for example, and this is a classic for me. I was a very stoic person, and so emotions uh, were not uh, uh, were not uh, a topic. Uh, hard to pull out, huh? Yes, and it was hard to pull out. You're a thinker, and, uh, not a feeler. Yes, and uh, I found out um, uh, I would cry a lot, I would laugh a lot, I would get mad a lot, and uh, uh, my uh, kids would really. Uh, it would irritate them because it was a lot of times it was inappropriate. I laugh uh, on something really, I thought was really, fun. well, it w- I was laughing. I don't know if I really connected. Um, uh, is it funny? But um, slowly over the, the time since the strokes, I've gotten better. Uh, but I learned that uh, it's very real. Um, so, um, so that's something that stroke victim strokes thrivers, not victims, <laughs> right? I got to change my language. That's yeah. something that stroke survivors and thrivers deal with is inappropriate, like emotional responses. Is that part yeah. of the stroke? Okay, um, I didn't know about that. One, one fifth of them uh, have uh, uh, the signs of the, this uh, condition. And, okay, uh, interesting. Most of, most of them will. Um, uh, grow out of it, so to speak, uh, okay. over the years as they are mm, some uh, fairly quickly grow out of it. Okay. But um, it's uh, fascinating. Uh, yeah, it is fascinating. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think we talked about that on the last podcast. No, I think no. that's new information to me. So that's really interesting. And, okay. And, uh, and the last uh, area I, I'm uh, writing about is uh, the emotional, uh, the mental uh, sphere. Like, how do I get better at uh, my memory? Because uh, my memory is uh, uh, didn't do isn't so good. Uh, so um, I learned uh, I have to write it down more than I did before. For example. To like short term, short term memory, like exercises. So, so let me make sure I got this right. Cause I want to make sure that I'm following. Sure. So when you're doing your blogs and you're, and you're teaching other stroke thrivers about these areas, there's like four main areas. So there's there, your mindset, the physical, the emotional, and then the mental, which is me- kind of memory. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Do I have that right. Yeah. For example, um, Thankfully, uh, um, about four, almost 40% of uh, uh, stroke uh, uh, patients have aphasia. And um, um, so in aphasia, 
there can be a lots of uh, color and flavors of the aphasia. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of them is they cannot uh, learn, they cannot uh, read. And thankfully, I never have had that. I just have a expressive aphasia, which basically doesn't mean I don't know. It's, it's getting it out my uh, in the uh, in the um, in the reality, or uh, I'm saying what I want to say. Yeah. And, um, so, so you're thinking everything exactly the way you want to say it, but your mouth can't say it. And that, is that what aphasia means? Well, aphasia means difficulty with uh, processing uh, language or um, um, expressing your language. Okay. So, um, like, you, you, maybe you can't write now. So, uh, you used to write, uh, but you can't now. Okay. Um, so, it's all en- encompassed. Yes. Yes. It's about the uh, this. Uh, um, breakdown in the communication. Okay. But um, um, so anyways, I started writing uh, my course, which I thought I'd get in a, done in a month. And uh, I found out between the, the commitment that I wanted to blog daily, um, I'm hopeful that I will get it done uh, uh, by the end of the year. And uh, um, I have a classmate uh, who's uh, um, she went in and she was the eventually she became the editor of the uh, Merck manual and um, and um, she, she uh, loves uh, writing and uh, she edits and she agreed that she would uh, uh, edit my course when I get it uh, ready and then um, so I hope, um, plan to be to her by the first of the year so uh, maybe um, Maybe by February I will have it out, but um, I realize that I can still help others. So uh, I have a group training uh, every month, and I also will do uh, have the one-on-one uh, stroke recovery coach. Uh, so I, I will. We just have great uh, um, technology it helps us with uh, uh, just like this uh, Zoom uh, call. It's amazing that we can help others with this uh, technology. So this is all something you've started doing in the last, what, six or eight months? Yes. And so you're coaching people, you're writing, you've got a course going. That's fabulous. uh, About uh, three, maybe maybe four weeks ago, um, I started... uh, video uh videotaping myself which i really don't like to do uh, <laughs> even before uh, the strokes uh but i realized um that's what uh um everybody wants um so it doesn't matter what i want it matters what they like and they right. want yeah. and 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 i, I kind of laughed i um i post my blog uh um, my i post on my blog uh, which is in my uh, uh, website I host. Well, I don't host, Go Daddy hosts. <laughs> but uh, um, it was kind of funny. I'm, I'm, each uh, uh, post, I'm imploring people, come on, I go to my website, uh, sign up, for, subscribe for my uh, list, and, and nothing. I, I hear nothing. <laughs> and I also post it on Facebook and a couple of places. And um, and when I videotaped the first one, uh, it went out and uh, instead of a written blog, I uh, posted uh, the video. And uh, then I posted on uh, um, my Facebook. <laughs> and I had like uh, 30 uh, reactions on the uh, that one. And, uh, and um, maybe 10 or 15 comments. I think it grew to almost 30 over the first week. Yeah. And I realized, oh, well, we'll have to deal with uh, this because you don't like it doesn't mean it. To right. The videos. Deal with it. Yeah. That's kind of the way people do it now. Right. It's the Instagram videos and the Facebook videos. And yeah, I, I think um, yeah, I can be a little old school sometimes, too. And it, it's intimidating. 
to watch yourself on video and edit it and, you know, try to get the words out that you want to say in a short period of time. And, you know, it's all, it's all uh, intimidating, but if you can get over that, you know, that's, that's the way you get the word out to help people. Yes. Yeah. And uh, um, I've learned that um, I, uh, Tony talks about it. Tony Robbins talks about it. He talks about if you focus on yourself when you're presenting, you'll be nervous. If you focus on your, um, who you're trying to help and you focus on them continually, uh, when you share, you won't be nervous and you yeah. won't be um, concerned. And you found that that's true. Oh, 100%. So tell me, who are you trying to reach? Because, you know, most of the people that listen to this podcast are probably veterinarians and, sure. and they probably do have people in their life that have had strokes and survived strokes. Um, so, and you're a veterinarian. So mm -hmm. how are you getting the word out to, to the people that you want to help? And who is it that you're focused on? And um which I'm is kind of an obvious on, question, but I want sure. to hear it in your words. Um, I'm uh, targeting uh, uh, stroke thrivers who are between 45 and 65. And okay. Specifically men, I'm going to want to uh, focus on because I'm a man and I can relate uh, more uh, easily with uh, their issues. Right. And uh, right. I help everybody. Uh, I will help everybody. Sure. But the uh, issue is really important. Uh, I just um, started my uh, uh, Facebook group uh, uh, just uh, about a week ago. Uh, it's called the uh, Stroke Recovery Circle. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think um, about um, a quarter of them have, a, ha have uh, written that they, their a mother had a stroke and died. Her uh, uh, brother-in-law has one. Uh, the father-in-law has one. So I know even this uh, podcast, it will reach my uh, people I want to help because somebody there that hears your uh, podcast will have a someone in their family, their, their uh, friends. Um, it's important because I knew at 50, I was not uh, aware about stroke mm -mm. um uh, needless to, to say <laughs> the first uh, 24 hours when you shoot <laughs> supposed to be getting into a hospital when you're driving your car with a stroke <laughs> yes. uh, going to the but, library yes <laughs> but, uh, that just goes to show you it never dawned on me mm. and uh one of the um, um, um blog posts i did was on the increasing number of uh, young people that are getting stroke. Mm. And um, that was, uh, that's, uh, was surprising to me because uh, I'm learning about uh, uh, um, many facets about the stroke uh, that I didn't realize even though I have had one, had two. Yeah. Um, so um, that's why it's important. Um, and um, the other thing that's uh, really, um, really important is even when uh, people know uh, a stroke is possible they uh have to uh understand time is uh essence um the sooner you can get into the hospital after the incident when you first uh, notice the signs is the better chance they can help you because uh the two um uh, treatments they, that are currently um, approved in the USA by the uh, uh, FDA is uh, they they call it um, uh, clot buster, um, and uh, they can give you that uh, within three hours of your stroke, and uh, and it dissolves the uh, excuse me. Assuming you had a stroke due to a clot, it's about 70% of the uh, stroke um, patients, or it's called the ischemic uh, uh, stroke. Um, for those, they have this uh, drug that they can inject uh, through intravenously, and it's like it's a magic. They'll uh, get that, and then um, in about basically in an hour, 
then they'll basically be normal. All the symptoms will go away. Yes. And it was like three years prior to the strokes, I had a transient ischemic accident known as TIA. (laughs) I I, uh, um, was in a, a restaurant and I got up to go to the bathroom and I noticed um, my whole left side of my body was it happened to my right was a stroke, but uh, was all numb. I thought, wow, this is weird. <laughs> and uh, it, and um, it kept around. It, it, it's, it's normally when you uh, have a leg fell asleep, when you walk around in two minutes, it's gone, but it wasn't. And uh, so I decided I, I should uh, call the uh, ambulance. So I called uh, 911, and uh, um, anyways, uh, um, they found it was a TIA because after about three hours, it went away. The, the numbness went away. And um, um, so, um, first of all, now that I have much more knowledge about strokes, that was a number one uh, um, telling sign that a stroke is impending and you should uh, keep uh, working up until you find the answer. Because I uh, uh, followed up and uh, had an um, um, appointment with a, um, a neurologist and he looked at my um, um, MRI from the TIA uh, incident. And he couldn't find anything. But unfortunately, I, I imagine the, uh, the, the reason for the strokes occurred in me. I have a aneurysm, a, a blind pocket of uh, uh, circulation um, in my left internal carotid. Uh, so it basically was right below my uh, base of my skull. And they, in fact, they even they knew uh, I was uh, I had two strokes. I'm there in the hospital or looking because Connie's my wife is frantic. She just kept asking. Why did he have a strokes? Right, yeah, two strokes. And find, yes, and they finally find it um, almost six days. Uh, from Wednesday to uh, Tuesday evening, one of the neurologists who spotted my um, aneurysm on my uh, MRI. But uh, so I imagine, uh, forgive the a neurologist who. Uh, dealt with my TIA, um, he probably didn't see it. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, if I would have known, <laughs> yeah, hindsight is a really 2020. That's uh, life, right? If you yes. would have known, you would have done it differently. Uh, I would have really uh, kept pressing because there was something that uh, had caused uh, the clot to appear the first time. Um, and if uh, he would have kept looking, I would have got second opinions. I would have found uh, uh, the aneurysm and I would have had that uh, uh, dealt with. And um, uh, who knows? Yeah, but, and that's, um, that's kind of a good lesson for people is, um, you know, whenever you're dealing with any kind of medical issue, if you don't feel like you got the answers that you need, you kind of really have to keep pushing, you know. I've been through a few things like that. And it's just like, you just got to keep pushing and pushing with myself and with my, my family, um, you know, and in your case, had you pushed harder, you know, you probably, probably would have at least known that you were, you know, prone to having strokes. Well, and it, um, Julie, if I, I knew I had an aneurysm, now I know they, they, um, they have a, the procedure, neuro, neurosurgeons uh, take and put a coil in your um, uh, aneurysm. They basically uh, fill it up with uh, metal, platinum, and uh, it uh, forms a clot then. And um, I realize that now, but uh, I didn't know. And uh, I was um, like the majority of the medical uh, um, population, they go to their doctor. The doctor says, I don't know. They accept that. And what I learned uh, since, they don't, you don't accept that. So I just want to uh, uh, stress what you just said. Everybody 
has an obligation. When you something is wrong and uh, you um, keep pushing, mm-hmm. if they don't say, we don't know, or if they do, then ask them, then I want to uh, refer to a specialist. Yeah, it, it's really hard though, Brent. It, I was through a couple years ago something and it's it's hard to keep pushing because at some point the doctors look at you like it's all in your head. Like you're like, no, this there's pain here. There's something wrong. And you keep telling them that, but they do the test and it's normal and they do the next test and it's normal. And so it really, I think you have to kind of get over that self-doubt that comes up that you're being silly and stupid for pushing if you know your body and you know something's wrong, you know? And in addition to that, um, years ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and they were kind of like, yeah, it's fatal. He's not going to live. But had we not pushed, you know, now he's in his eighties and he's, you know, that was when he was in his sixties and we just, we pushed and we were like, yeah, but no, we don't, we don't like, like that answer we know it's a bad cancer, but what can we do? You know, and, and we did keep pushing. And I, I really think that had we not, that he probably wouldn't be alive today. So I just, I try to encourage everyone that I run into that, like, if you know, something's wrong with yourself or a member of your family, and we have the advantage of being medical. So we know a little bit more than the general public, but, but people that even aren't medical, you have to really challenge the doctors. You do. Yeah. And um, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's so important because I realize now uh, I was doing uh, the uh, good uh, patient, uh, which says, accept what they say, Behave. don't uh, rock the boat. Mm-hmm. And I realized I should have rocked the boat because my life is so much different. I will help. And uh, um, it's what it, uh, it, what it, it, it's what it's meant to be, uh, but that doesn't mean I can't learn lessons uh, uh, that I that others can benefit from. Sure. Um, because uh, um, uh, one of the uh, when I w- wrote the uh, section um, on uh, attitude, the uh, stroke attitude, uh, I wrote a section about. Um, um, I write it uh, as quotation, M-I-S hyphen T-A-K-E apostrophe, mistake. Uh, But I uh, take a different perspective. Um, It's not like it's a little failure. I said, it's like my wife is in the advertising business. Uh, When they uh, shoot a commercial or produce a commercial, the first stage is, they uh, take um, film. Now they take digital, but uh, um, they um, maybe they do a scene 30 times, 30 takes. And they say, oh, we missed something. Let's do it again. Let's take again. And so that's why I find that, first of all, failure is a state of mind. It's uh, when I, I feel I'm a failure, I've just accepted uh, something. And when I say it's a mistake, um, then I thought, well, I just have to take another um, go at it because uh, it was a mistake. And um, so that's what I want uh, people to learn from what I did a mistake. Uh, Push, push, push further. It's your body. And um, just because the health professionals you're currently working with don't agree and try to make you um, um, doubt or uh, um, it's in your head and you know it's it's not, push or get to other health professionals. Right. That's what I've learned. Yeah. And that's a great lesson. I think in anything, I like your mistake. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about that the next time <laughs> I coach yeah. someone on making a mistake. Cause you're right. If it's a, if you, if it means you get to take another take, it's almost like an opportunity, right? Yes, it is. And it's that's an opportunity a really, to do it again. That's, a, that's the truth, but mm-hmm. we don't, we mask, uh, other, uh, uh, 
um, we mask it because um, lots of other reasons that get in the way. Right. Yeah. All those thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But uh, um, so um, uh, it was um, interesting uh, to go through uh, this uh, process of uh, I first had the TIA and three years later I had the strokes and uh, uh, it's um, created a whole cascade of uh, issues. And now as I'm writing the course, I'm learning lots of things I know I could uh, do better. Uh, even like, for example, when I walk, um, uh, most people don't even think about it, but um, they uh, uh, swing their arm uh, the opposite to, with the opposite leg. So it's actually, it's a mechanical process that uh, they go through that uh, it conserves energy. And um, um, it's fascinating as, as I've got in and I've uh, learned more about it. So um, I know that uh, uh, my um, uh, right uh, arm and shoulder does not want to cooperate. So I have to, uh, it's really a conscious uh, process that I have to uh, make my uh, arm swing as opposed to being motionless. Um, and uh, I can do it, <laughs> maybe I do it 20 seconds and uh, uh, then I fall asleep, so to speak, and then it stays still. So um, I know that uh, uh, this uh, process of writing uh, the course is, um, uh, is making more more conscious. It doesn't make me uh, ensure that I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, and I think you know the persistence is is where the power is, right? It's just being persistent. I know when I started writing my blog, it was like really really hard, but if if I continue to force myself to do it, it gets easier and easier. So earlier on, you were saying that you were kind of um, for a long time in kind of a pity party state of mind. How can you um, advise other people that are kind of feeling that way? Like I had a pity party for myself yesterday at work because it was super, you know, it wasn't the same on the same scale, but it was super busy and I felt really overwhelmed and I wanted to go to my tap class, but I was late at work because all these people were calling and I didn't get to go to my class. And, you know, see, we have these little pity parties and we all do it. Um, and my, mine was small yesterday, but you said you had one that was long, like years long. So how do you tell people or help them deal with that? And then what's your advice for working your way out of it? Sure. Um, somehow you need to express, uh, what's going on. And, uh, I started journaling, uh, and so I had, uh, um, objective, uh, state, uh, which I could look and I could ponder and uh, I could uh, see what was going on. And um, the other thing is to tell someone you trust uh, and they can um, maybe take an objective uh, viewpoint than, <laughs> than you're doing right then. And uh, for example, if you could stop and you could just even uh, tell yourself, I noticed that I'm doing this. It isn't, uh, it isn't the world. Uh, it's just what I feel. In fact, uh, I have learned uh, that is going on. Um, I sometimes I feel something, but that doesn't mean that's me. That's just part of me. And um, if I can take the feeling and literally pretend that I put it out in front of me, I can do something with it. Right. But when it's inside. Yeah, I uh, it's unconscious that it, it runs my body, and mm -hmm. uh, um, so um, that's why I feel that uh, either you journal or you tell someone uh, that is so helpful to break the cycle. Yeah, I love that. I do. I do that a lot. I write. Um, you know, I call them thought dumps or thought downloads. I write those out. You know, when I'm really struggling with some something that's overwhelming me. And, I, and that's kind of what I teach my coaching clients to do. And it, it really is. It's, it's an amazing exercise. Is, is that kind of how you started to pull yourself out of it, do you think? Well, um, 
uh, it was, uh, um, I also uh, will go through and when I, um, like especially when I work the dog, uh, I will think of other, what uh, something that's going on. And uh, then I uh, thought about the experience with uh, having a podcast with you. And I thought, wow, that is, at least I'm grateful that I noticed it's different. Um, because I'm, if normally I just uh, go right through it, uh, my day, and don't ever think about or uh, or process any of my feelings that I had that day, then I don't learn. And I, I want to learn always. I'm always striving to be just a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, it's a great uh, it's a great quality to be a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I have it. I am. Um, I think I've always had it. Uh, I remember my mom uh, telling me about uh, when I was like four, uh, I was um, walking uh, uh, one of the, uh, they were building uh, houses in our subdivision and one of the electricians I liked uh, and I would follow him uh, a lot. <laughs> of course, back then the uh, parents would let their kids uh, <laughs> do whatever. And uh <laughs> Yeah, our parents weren't as careful with us as we were with our kids. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I don't think and it so meant I, they loved us less. They just didn't know, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, I would always ask him questions. And uh, he tolerated me. Um, and uh, and I just remember at four, I was curious about what he did. So. Yeah. So it was an, it was an innate thing with you. I guess. Yeah. It's a, my um, mom, both my parents are, are curious. Uh, in fact, my mom is still alive. She's almost 91. And uh, um, I kind of laugh. I call her. Uh, I say, hey, it's a great day. What's, what are you doing? She say, uh, either I'm here. <laughs> or, and that um, means it's a great day <laughs> when we or, wake up in the morning, right? <laughs> or or um, uh, she says, it's going to rain this afternoon. <laughs> I say, well, I'm talking about now, not uh, this <laughs> afternoon. But I realized, first of all, I was like that. And um, the strokes uh, um, allowed me to appreciate uh, my day, not uh, yesterday or tomorrow, today. I'm right. here and I'm alive and I'm thankful for that. And um, that helped me uh, get my... Um, I. Um, I was um, I was always um, a spiritual uh, person, but uh, it allowed me to get in uh, tune with my God, and um, I found that uh, uh, it's more um, quieter. And um, it's like it's weird. Normally, my brain was like always uh, talking, uh, always uh, uh, was like a. Always there's chatter. Mm-hmm. Now uh, I notice it's much much less. Uh, it's more peaceful. Is <laughs> so, that is that because you worked towards that, or is that what came? Well, uh, probably just came because uh, when I realized I, I used to be a worrier, and uh, so that's what my mom is like, mm-hmm. and uh, so I realized I had a great teacher. And uh, I always did that. And I realized 50 years, I didn't um, worry about a stroke. But the stroke is what significantly changed my life. So if I couldn't uh, um, change it, all the worrying in the world would not help me. So I realized since the, I've heard it said, worrying is like rocking in a chair. You rock. And you uh, like mad, but you don't get anywhere. Yeah. And it's such a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I think of of the amount of time I, I spend worrying about things that either use that happened that I can't change or that might happen that probably won't. And um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I was a big worrier and I still have a tendency, like my natural brain wants to go that way. But it, it is an exercise and it and you can change it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can catch it when you start to do it and then let it go because it is, it, it totally wastes your present. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the hours you spend that you lost because you spent it worrying about something, you know, a mistake that you made yesterday. I, I deal with this a lot with my veterinary clients. They get so hung up when a mistake happens, you know, even if it's something simple that doesn't hurt anyone there, it's, they still have so much guilt and shame and, you know, what if it happens again and all of that, those mental exercises that don't really result in anything. And it's such a skill to be able to be like, yes, this happened. Yes, I have to deal with the consequences. However, I'm just going to live. And that's kind of what you're doing. You know, yes, I had a stroke. Yes, I'm left with these consequences of the stroke. But now I'm going to, you know, live my best life. Yes, yes. And um, it's um, interesting. Um, Now, I'm more likely um, to um, look at the past before because I want to learn from it, not to berate myself. Mm-hmm. And um, or I look for the future uh, to plan, not uh, worry about it. Right, so, to set um, goals and and push yourself forward into, you know, making it the best rather than what might happen or what could happen or what negativity could come. And I think yeah. that's what keeps us back from so many of our goals is mm-hmm. worrying about, you know, like you are worried about coming on the podcast. You know, maybe somebody will judge me, or you know, I don't know what your worries were. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well, if you don't do it, you'll never help anyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's interesting, uh, Julie. Um, I didn't even think of, uh, or didn't bring them to the conscious awareness, but that was one of the uh, uh, items. And um, since uh, I know, um, like I'm in a group uh, which is uh, launching their businesses uh, online. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there's six of us, and um, uh, one other woman uh, does uh, post uh, almost every day. But uh, last uh, week we were talking about it, and I said, um, I think it's uh, from Tony Robbins. Um, he uh, every day he does a cold plunge in his pool or whatever he is. Uh, uh, um, anyways. Um, he doesn't negotiate it. He just goes. And I realized um, I felt like the, they did. Uh, sometimes I would feel like um, uh, like it's in the evening. And I think, oh, I haven't written my blog. I, I'm going to have to do it. Maybe I can uh, do it tomorrow. And uh, I start the uh, chatter. And I say, no. It's not negotiable. Uh, you said you do it, but um, and even so, uh, uh, the uh, video uh, post <laughs> is taking a little bit longer than Some the things are uh, harder than others, right? Because you have more baggage around it. Well, this the two things: the baggage and the other thing. It just uh, there's a lot of uh, unknowns. I haven't done that before, right? So it takes longer mm-hmm. as I tool through something. And it's like a, a written blog, uh, an hour and a half, maybe two at most, which uh, maybe even sometimes I can take uh, content in the course, which isn't published yet, and I can repurpose it to the blog. Right. And that half hour and 45 minutes, boom, gone. Done. And, um, but uh, uh, now when I have to um, get a videotape, <laughs> it takes a little bit longer. And the other thing that... Uh, I'm struggling with now is uh, I write it. Um, I uh, know that I'm not going to use the uh, word by word and read it, but I find that I want to do it. And uh, and I even um, our meeting with the team meeting uh, this week, um, I knew I thought, huh, what I should do is uh, we were talking about uh, the ring light uh, reflection on our glasses. Yeah, I have one, see? <laughs> yes, yeah, I saw. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't really let it worry me too much. But I, I thought, hmm, 
I can uh, take my glasses off that uh, will handle two uh, concerns. I can't read, so I won't. <laughs> and uh, I won't have the reflection of the uh, oh. ring light, so I won't worry about that. That's and genius. I, I, I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. I attempted to do it, but uh, I couldn't uh, do it yet. But uh, yeah. sometime. But uh, I know that when I do video a lot, um, it will become more natural, and I can more uh, speak from my heart than uh, uh, than I quite do knew quite now. So, yeah. Well. And your, I think your true personality comes through better when yes. you're just speaking from the heart rather than trying to read. And I, I get frustrated with myself sometimes because I do that thing where I'll start to talk and then I'll say something and my brain works so fast that I'll think of something, you know, three sentences ahead and then I'll say it in the wrong order. <laughs> And then I'll listen to it back and I'm like, that doesn't even sound coherent. It sounds like I'm all <laughs> over the place. But then I realize it's like, that's how my brain works. And that's how mm-hmm. information comes out. And I'm chatty and that's just me. So if people have a hard time listening to me at times, you know, hopefully they'll forgive me for that. But as long as I get my point across, then that's the main, you know, the main goal. Sure. So, I totally get it. I think when you're, whenever you're dealing with anything that you're uncomfortable with, the trick is just getting over yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and being like, look, this is just my, my brain trying to keep me safe, trying to keep me in the hole, trying to keep me from putting myself out there and my ideas and, you know, and, and that's what holds so many of us back. Mm-hmm. And I'm and, just uh, thrilled that you're doing this. And going back to my group, uh, uh, the four that uh, is not uh, posting regularly, um, I know that uh, they're they're focusing on their self and they're not looking at their who can benefit from it, which is uh, um, their audience would. Right. So. And if you're helping people in any capacity, it just makes your life so much more rich. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like we all got into veterinary medicine because not only do we love animals and we love science and that was one of the main reasons, but, but we really want to help. We want to help people. If it's through the pets, if we're not, if we like pets more than people on some level, we're still helping people. And I really sure. think that, you know, my mission is to help veterinarians. So they stay and, and love their life doing this. And your mission is the same is, is mm-hmm. to get people, you know, out of the dark spaces at when they're, you know, thriving after their stroke to really kind of come up and, and live into their potential. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Said it well. Yeah. That's exciting. So um, is there anything else you want to offer to the audience before we start to wrap up? I, I wrote down a couple of questions and I think I already asked you some of them, um, but do you have anything else that, that we didn't say that you want to make sure we get out there? Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, uh, we have covered a lot of uh, material and uh, uh, you're a great uh, host uh, and uh, the hostess was the mostest. I don't know about that. <laughs> I like it though. I, mu- I much yeah. prefer doing the podcast with someone than by myself. When I'm by myself, it's a little bit of a struggle because I'm an extrovert. So I love the back and forth. I, I have a hard time going in and being in this room by myself. It's It's a challenge for me. So that's one of the things I've had to overcome doing sure. this is, is being alone more than being out there. And um, I think you uh, hit the head, uh, the nail on the head, because uh, even though I'm an introvert, I love uh, this uh, interaction mm-hmm. uh, that we have when we do the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and uh, when I uh, do the vlogs, it's just me. Yeah. And, um, and I, even though I'm imagining uh, uh, when I'm saying it out loud, and I'm imagining how it would be, uh, they would um, uh, take it. Uh, it helps uh, to um, to form our ideas with the help of other people. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I think just understanding that there are people like us out there that can help you, but also understanding that 
even the people that are doing this and getting over themselves a little bit, like we are trying to do, have that, have that struggle. You know, when I go to write my blog every week, because I write one once a week, I do the same thing you do. I negotiate. Oh, well, maybe I'll do it later. Well, I don't know what to talk about. I got to come up with the subject. What am I going to do? you like, I, you, you go through all this drama and it's such a waste of time. <laughs> and then once you finally get down to it and write it and get it off your plate, it's, it's so much easier, but you know, and, it, and if you've committed to yourself, you know, you're going to do it. So then you just have to be like, all right, stop, stop the dr- head drama. You know, there's a lot of head drama. <laughs> okay. So um, the one thing I want you to do before we close is, do you have any like saying or mantra or um, something that you use to motivate yourself when you are in those places that you don't want to push? Do you have like a, I mean, I do the Rocky thing. I love Rocky, but <laughs> what's your well, thing? What's your mantra um, or saying? Or There's a lot of things I, I do. Um, for example, there's a, uh, I call it my power move. Um, okay. Uh, when I uh, pound on my chest, um, it uh, it can I like can, the, like uh, I would uh, it would be like uh, but I do uh, like this like I'm um, I'm going to be so assured that I'm going it's going to happen. Oh, nice! And, uh, it's not even uh, any uh, negotiation. It uh, it's going to happen. Like now and, um, uh, here. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing, I uh, close all my uh, uh, um, video blog posts is uh, to your success. And nice. that's what I do to myself because I know that when I do it just a little bit better today, then I'm going to be more successful. All right. I'm going to write it down because um, I'm trying to get together an upcoming podcast on mantras. One of my... Oh. One of my listeners asked me to do that. So I'm trying to collect those. So I'll use your, to your success, I'll use that. It's interesting. Uh, when I wrote, uh, did the video yesterday on uh, uh, emotionalism, uh, it's weird. Uh, I attempt to uh, get my uh, mind around that, uh, but uh, it's difficulty uh, with emotions. Um, it talked about, I, there were four steps uh, I found that you can use to uh, break uh, it. The first thing is just wait, because uh, with time, it will get better. Most of them do. And, um, and the last thing was um, um, when you uh, find that you're uh, going to uh, get an emotion that you feel is uh, inappropriate or uh, strong, you can either uh, say a mantra, mantra to yourself you can uh, talk with others or you can get up and um, from one room and go to another. Because when they, um, when experts uh, look at that, um, you can um, quickly change your state just by uh, changing your physiology, just by how you're, because uh, slowly I'm uh, talking, I slouch uh, um, over. And I said, oh, uh, when I, put my back up straight, I'm a different person. Or when I get up and go to a different room, I can, because my physiology is different, I am, will change differently. Yeah, yeah. And we say that when we're coaching is that your actions can change your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you know, your thoughts can change your feelings. But also if, if you're having too hard of a time with the thoughts and the feelings, then do something. And, and that's really powerful. And I would just suggest, it's easy to say, uh, not so to do. Always easier to say. <laughs> Go back uh, and imagine uh, the uh, state you were in yesterday when you felt overwhelmed. Uh, if you can uh, take a different uh, action uh, than you normally do, you would uh, combat uh, the feeling of overwhelm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's powerful. If mm-hmm. you can do it and, and you can do it. Like I have learned so much over the last, I don't know how many years I've been working on this mind stuff. I was always into self-help, but mm-hmm. when I started doing coaching, I was like, all right, this is powerful stuff. So, mm-hmm. all right. So tell me before we close, 
where people can find you if they want to join your group, if they know someone that's had a stroke and wants to follow you, like where can they find you? Sure. Uh, it's really easy. They can uh, uh, go to my website, which is uh, www.success, the number four, lifetime.org. And in that, they can find information on how to enroll in my group training, uh, my stroke recovery coaching, and uh, when it will, when I will get it done, uh, the course, uh, which um, I call it uh, the Stroke uh, Survivors First Aid Kit. Um, I don't really like survivor, but I realize my um, um, target uh, refers to it as a survivor. Yeah, so, um, so I think because it's like a little bit of a powerful word, you know, when you've survived that people like that word. Um, the issue is um, when we look at it at survive, we barely, we made it. Right. We're grateful. But we we don't think about what what's uh, on top of it. What's mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that's why I think that Thriver it mm -hmm. does that more. It it, it encompasses a survivor. Yeah. But it talks about thriving because uh, mm -hmm. if they just survive and just uh, get uh, along, uh, barely uh, making uh, each day uh, stay alive, they don't uh, want to um uh thrive you don't want to just survive you want to push through it and thrive yeah yes. that's amazing yeah. well i'm so excited i love having you on the podcast i hope we can do it again i'm sure we will yes as you've got you're helping the the people that you're helping and i'm helping the people that i'm helping and they definitely cross over so i'm excited about that Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to say? No. Uh, <laughs> to your success. Okay. Yeah, to, to your success. I love it. All right. Have a beautiful day, everyone. I appreciate you listening. Bye. Bye.